Hello and welcome to the Four Generations Podcast. I'm Susie, I'm 63. I'm Kimmy, I'm 44. I'm Farron, I'm 35. And I'm Jen, and I'm here with our guest host, Sarah, who is my daughter. Today we'll be talking about the college experience. I'm currently a sophomore at Ball State University, and when deciding like where to go to college, I applied to like eight places, I think, a lot of schools, and I got into all of them. But I chose Ball State just because of the atmosphere and the campus is like a perfect size. It's not too big and it's not too small. Plus, my sister goes there, so I live with her now that I'm off campus. But I wanted to be somewhere close to family as well and it's only an hour away from home. But the getting to college was a lot different for me than it was for everyone else back in the day. When I was um, (coughs) in high school and thinking about college, my parents basically said you can go any place you want as long as it's a state school. So I applied to both IU and Purdue and I was accepted at both, but I lived about 30 minutes from Purdue and um, may or may not have spent a lot of my high school years partying with people at Purdue. So I definitely wanted to get a little distance and so I opted for IU. Um, when I went, my sister was there in law school and my older brother was also there, um, as an undergrad. So even though it was three hours from home and a big change for me, I had them there also. When I was picking on a school, it was a very foreign thing for me to do because nobody in my immediate family had gone to, um, college. My brother had done the junior junior college right there, <clears throat> but uh, we were looking at four-year colleges. So when we were visiting schools, it was very foreign. It was very overwhelming. It was um, it was just too much for me, and we had no idea what we were doing. The resources. I mean, we were almost just ignorant in our in our educational. Um, search so but the colleges I did go to or apply to I'm sorry the colleges I did apply to um, I did get in I only wanted to go to one school but um, I applied to a couple and I got into both in Illinois and um, Eastern Illinois was my first choice so I did get in there did a college tour it was terrible for me because I had no idea what I was doing and and then I went to Lakeland College to start I kind of experienced the same thing, Kimmy, because I came from a family that no one had ever gone to college before. And because of my situation, my high school years were spent pretty much as an adult. My mom worked two jobs and she wasn't around, so I had to deal with a lot of things on my own. And I actually didn't live at home my senior year. I moved out of my house and lived on my own my senior year. So when it came to applying for colleges, I had no idea what I was doing, and I just did it on my own. I never had a uh, a visit where my mom went with me or my parents went with me. I visited a couple of different campuses and did the applications. Of course, back then, they were all handwritten, and you filled out these monologues of pages, and you had to write these essays, and it was all kind of crazy. Um, I think one of the other big differences between then and now is that we didn't worry about the SAT. The SAT was something you took so you could go, but there weren't a lot of people that went to college, so it didn't take a whole lot to get in. It wasn't really competitive. Yeah, the SAT was not a big deal for me either. I mean, it was just something we showed up and took. And I remember then 30 years later, as not 30, yeah, 30 years later, as my girls were preparing to go to college, it was a real big deal. They took 
prep classes, they had books they read, and they were saying, they were asking, how did you prepare for your SAT? I was like, well, I went out with my friends the night before and stayed out till my curfew, and then we went to the test the next day. And, yep. and we didn't have a pre-SAT. Like the, no, the no right. pre-SAT. we had like a yeah. in-school time that everyone took this like pre-SAT thing, and then COVID happened, so a lot of colleges were a lot more lenient and you didn't have to take them or they weren't as important and they're kind of going that way now still but like before covid it was like really important that you took the sat or act which is another option and we didn't have act as an option yeah i didn't take the act i know some of my friends did but i was in that sat was super important so in eighth grade i took the sats and my best friend boomer and i went to uh, banquet because we both scored over a thousand on the SATs as eighth graders. Um, and then I took the SAT in high school, scored better than my older brother, who was the perfect child. So I will keep that with me forever. But my grades in high school were subpar. I failed freshman English because I couldn't be bothered to deal with it. I failed freshman algebra. I didn't give a shit, and I retook all those classes my senior year, and I got into college with subpar grades and a good SAT score, and at this point, that's not happening. You have to be a model student through high school, get good SAT scores, and you still might not get into your favorite school. Yeah, it's a lot different now. Like They go a lot off of like SAT, well, I guess not because COVID, but like SAT scores and grades, and like on the applications... Some of them honestly didn't have like long essays, but they wanted to like just had like different questions instead of just a big long essay for the applications. And then they asked for like your financial aid and all of that information and it's all online now. So what about the first year, that dorm experience? Did everyone have the dorm experience? Yes, yeah. and I loved it. I did not. I half liked it. Mine was okay. Um I had a roommate. I went like kind of random like a Met her on a Facebook group. Um, her name is Maisie, but I had my dog with me too, and we lived pretty well together. Like we weren't like best friends, which like wasn't a bad thing. But we um, got along well. She ended up moving out after our first semester, but she had a full ride and found out that she was able to um, get a single room that the scholarship paid for a single room for her so she moved out and like wanted her own space she did she was a really busy person but she was a good roommate and um i might have not been the best roommate at times <laughs> why do why were you not a good roommate right okay fun story my friend abby came down one weekend to party and we didn't we forgot our mixers should i be saying this yes, yes. we were just drinking this like small plastic not small medium-sized plastic bottle of raspberry vodka straight from the bottle and by 11 o'clock we were drunk on the sidewalk <laughs> trying to get home so I called a friend and got a ride we got back to my room and she got into my room and then she got it we lifted her onto the bed and then she puked all over the bed fell off the bed puked all over the carpet got a black eye um so sorry Maisie about that <laughs> so Sarah my college roommate was a girl named Lindsay and first semester life was good it was great like half the time we'd sleep in her lower bunk because I fall off top bunks a lot 
and we were super close besties and then there was this guy named evan who had a single room at the end of the hall and Lindsay was really into him but he, she had a boyfriend so i slept with him and <laughs> several times and we would play madden together and him and i were pretty close and apparently it turns out that can ruin a roommate relationship <laughs> did you sleep with him or did you like have sex with him i had sex with him but mm. then i ended up dating this guy reed who was his neighbor's best friend so she should have gotten over it after that she apparently did not also reed spent the night in our room a lot and she didn't like that either and also my friends so we had a futon in our room and my friends down the fuck well my <laughs> my friends down the hall were sleeping with some guys and there was never room for them anywhere so they would stay in my room on the futon so overall Lindsay, i am sorry i was a shitty roommate so I will tell you, you don't get the word for the shittiest roommate story, though. My uh, roommate, actually, I met my roommate. I, I guess I'll back up. I was very lucky that I didn't know my roommate. Uh, the funny thing that happened when we moved in is that my roommate had already put her stuff in, had already moved in when I was moving in. We get there, and my dad immediately starts talking to her dad. We didn't know each other, but apparently they did. My dad was her dad's boss. <laughs> which was very odd and strange, but... Uh, our roommate situation worked out. We actually were roommates and moved out together and, and lived off campus together. But I can tell you the worst roommate story I can tell you is this. We had this friend. Her name was T-Bird. Her name was Teresa. We called her T-Bird. Because she had, she, had, she had serious bird legs. But she had a roommate who was a little odd. But Teresa T-Bird actually ended up spending all of her time in our room and moved into our room with us and slept on the food because at one point she had come home back to her room and her roommate had a friend was staying in her room and it was a male friend that's fine she had no problem with that but this roommate at one point t-bird walked into the room her room and found this male friend having sex with another male on t-bird's bed whoops oh. wait 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 i mean like did so, we watch i went no to she shut the door ran to our room and said, I'm never going back. <laughs> I've been like, so I was in college in 2005 and this brings up a very important question for me. Did you guys not come up with the sock system? So like- On the door. Oh no, we had the sock system for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, that. so that's, a, that's a generational Tied. thing. Tied. Put anything on this doorknob because you do not want to walk in Maisie wants to put a- But this wasn't- <laughs> This wasn't the, her roommate that was having she sex. Was. It was her roommate's- friend who had come up was having sex with some stranger on Teresa's bed. So it was very strange. And she and she was not upset about the guy having sex with another guy. She was upset that they were doing it on, on her, her bed. bed. As as one would be. So like in when I went to college, so one of my very good friends, we are still friends to this day, we roomed together and it was not on campus, so we got our own apartment because it was a junior college to start with. And only <laughs> what we thought it was the best apartment ever. It was a house. It was divided into four apartments. We might have had like a tilted kitchen, like in like when you go in those haunted houses and you get that tilted room. That's how our kitchen was. We had these ginormous bedrooms that were bigger than our living room, but it was amazing. We had one bathroom. It was the perfect thing for us. And we, I'm telling you what, I, we could not have had a more fun college experience. It was everything we could have dreamed of plus more. I'm talking booze, sex, fun, laughter, you name it, we did it in college. Okay, so you had a tilted kitchen floor. Yes. Um, I'm interested to hear what the dorms were like for Sarah because Susie, you went to IU, I went to IU. 
We had roaches. We it was a disgusting little foul trap. I had a roommate who was the perfect roommate for living with a stranger. We could peacefully coexist, but we weren't friends. We were respectful of one another, but we didn't hang out. We each had our own friends. And I feel like, shout out Roxanne Kidwell. Haven't seen you since freshman year, but hope you're well. I told all my girls, don't ever live with your bestie because that'll ruin a friendship. Mm -hmm. And everyone in our dorm that moved in and was living with their best friend at semester changed roommates. Right. So you guys, so I feel like I bond with Sarah on this level, or maybe I'm going to age myself to Sarah. But when I got my letter in the mail that this was my roommate, I got her phone number and I called her and we chatted and we were discussing like, let's do pink bedding. But we also yeah. got to add each other on Facebook because when I got my letter, Facebook was a year old. So you had a college email, you could get a Facebook. So we added each other. So we got to like see each other before we met and we kind of followed I mean, yeah, I have other's. like all the social media now. So I we didn't even get her. A, we didn't even get a letter <laughs> that said her roommate was. We showed up. We showed up. Yeah. And then we planned to live together. So we knew exactly what was happening. One okay. of the things that we could do at Ball State that was really cool when we moved in is that they would actually let you get two cans of paint and you could paint your room. No, ah. no way. Yes. Because we didn't have, we had um, concrete walls in our sure. dorm. So my roommate and I actually got these funky colors of paint and we ended up throwing paint all over the room. Ooh. And our room was the biggest, craziest room painting. The, the, the residence hall director, whatever, came in and goes, oh my God, what have you guys done? One of the fun things about my dorm room was we got a letter when we moved in that said, please do not put holes in the ceiling or walls because of the asbestos. Okay, so they're a whole <laughs> lot more strict now. Like, they have so many rules. Like, they do room checks to, like, see at the end if there's any holes in the walls. You have to write in this form in the beginning to, like, note any, like, like anything that's broken beforehand so you don't get charged for it But afterwards. the room is so much nicer than the rooms we had. Yes. She has air conditioning. So I lived in the honors dorm. So our rooms were pretty big. We each, each roommate had a bed, a little like dresser side table type thing, an armoire. Um, there was like the shelf by the window and your windows could open and there's like blackout blinds. Um, and then I just brought like an extra storage container, like a microwave, a fridge, all that stuff. And our bathrooms were like either four people to a bathroom, like two different rooms shared a bathroom with one shower and two sinks, or it was like eight people with two showers and two sinks. And I was with four people and it ended up at the end of the semester just being two people because two people moved out, but we had this giant shower. Don't close your ears, mom. Great for sex. Um, <laughs> I was just going to ask that. <laughs> um, it was giant and like had great water pressure too. And we had AC and we could change like the temperature in our room to what we wanted it to be. So Susie, you and I went to the same college, obviously, <laughs> like about 10 years apart. Um, <laughs> yeah. Talk about your room in what, where, where? What hall did you live in? I lived in Wilkie North. Okay. How about you? I was in Briscoe. Um, and I Briscoe, had a, yeah. I was in Briscoe Shoe 4. <laughs> and side note, I was downtown at the Super Bowl, and I'm walking down the street, and this guy goes, Shoe 4, and I turn around like Ben, and I end up playing beer pong with him for half the night. It, shoe 4 blood runs deep. But um, so I was on a co-ed floor. I don't oh, know if you had those. No. So it was shaped like an A. And the crossbar is where I was, so my 
roommates to the next to me were guys and we were all filthy, disgusting creatures. And you know what I discovered in college is that girls are disgusting. So we all shared, there was a girl's bathroom and a guy's bathroom. That was it. Three showers, three stalls, sinks. We, um, the janitors kind of protested cleaning our floor. So at one point there were roaches on the floor and people would step on the heads and we would just put buckets over them. And I ended up uh, only using the guys' bathroom because they were cleaner than the girls. I was on, in Wilkie, there was um, one building that was girls and one building that was guys and we shared the cafeteria. So our whole dorm was girls, but it was two showers and four stalls and four sinks for half of the floor. So it was, it was crowded and busy, but um, that makes me think of when my oldest daughter went to school and I asked her, well, how is the bathroom? Because I didn't really like the whole communal bathroom thing. As much as I love dorm life, that part kind of creeped me out. And she goes, well, it's better than sharing a bathroom with my sisters. <laughs> so I will tell people now that are going into IU, I'm like, I lived in Briscoe. And they're like, lucky. Because apparently it's completely updated air conditioning. Every single room has its own bathroom. And it was what? not like that. Well, there's <laughs> other dorms at Ball State. Like, there's two of them that have communal bathrooms. Two east and two west. And one of them needs, I don't know which one it is, needs a renovation. Because it's I was in the honors dorm at Ball State, too. It's not the same honors dorm. The building I was in actually isn't there anymore. Um, our rooms were kind of unique because they were Z-shaped, which made things a little bit interesting. So you, my room, so my roommate and I actually did um, bunk beds. Only we slept opposite each other. So if you can picture this, it's a Z-shape. My bed is in the closet. So my feet are in the closet. My head is by the window. Then she's above me sideways. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but we had the communal bathroom situation too, and it was disgusting. Mm -hmm. So when these kids moved in and I took Katie actually to move in the first time, I'm like, oh my gosh, you only have to share the bathroom with a couple of people? Lucky. Yeah. I didn't even run into people that often either. Like, wow. And we would wait, we would wait in line to take showers. Well, our, I'm so old that we had, my roommate and I shared a telephone with the two girls right next door to us. So there was this hole in the wall that you could close a door on and that inside that was a telephone I'm talking an old-fashioned telephone that you could turn around and it could be accessed from either room and the four of us shared that phone the upside of it was there was a way to get that phone out of there if you locked yourself out of your room and then you could go to your next door neighbor's room take the phone out Climb through there and get into your own room. <laughs> Which you did how many times? Uh, once or twice. <laughs> I did have a landline at my dorm. So we had cell phones, but we had the like pay per minute pass to certain times. So I had a landline that my, I'll call him my boyfriend, but I didn't like him. I cheated on him all the time. But he would call me on my landline. So I had to like be in my room Thursday at 9 because Sean was going to call. <laughs> and you guys don't have a landline at all, do you, Sarah, in your dorms? You didn't? Do you no. know what a landline is? Well, the kind of. <laughs> I think it's interesting for me when I look back on that. When I went to high school, um, I did not have homework. I had 
excellent grades, but there was nothing to it. If you showed up and you did okay on the tests, you were fine. And then it was a huge shock for me to go to, to, go to college and then suddenly nobody was paying attention to whether or not you did what you were supposed to do. Nobody was saying, no teachers were saying, I hope you're up to date on your assignments because we have this exam coming up. So I went from being totally spoon-fed everything to suddenly being on my own and not handling it very well. I think I'm the only person in the group who didn't graduate college despite spending three and a half years there. Um, but I, number one, looking back, I was not ready to go to college. But at the time, everybody went to college. That's what you did. Your guidance counselors were like, what college are you going to? What are you going to be when you grow up? I didn't know. But also, I also think, also, also, I know I've mentioned before that I was in these accelerated classes. From fifth to eighth grade, they like powered through high school. And by the time I got to high school, I was fucking done. Like I was burned out. I didn't give a shit. I did not want to do like freaking pre-calc in eighth grade. So by the time I got to high school, I was over it. And that kind of carried over. And so I will tell anybody listening, don't put your kids in accelerated classes. Because the only thing that served for me was by the time I got to college, I was so fed up and done with learning. And I was ready to party and have fun because I never got to because I was doing all of this excessive school. I mean, I was, like I said, I took the SATs as an eighth grader. In eighth grade, you're not supposed to take the STs. You're supposed to like blow Kool-Aid out of your nose and like make YouTube videos. So by the time I got to college, I didn't give a shit about college. I just wanted to have the best time of my life. And I did. And I was kind of the opposite of that in that I actually did really well in high school. I actually was also in the accelerated classes. Uh, but my <laughs> senior year of high school, I lived on my own. So when I wasn't at school, I was working full time to obviously make pay my expenses. So when I, when I got to college, I spent the first semester doing nothing but partying my ass off. Uh, I actually had a 1.9, I think, at the end of my first semester. <laughs> I did not do a whole lot better the second semester. I finished that year with a 2.1. Uh, the positive to this, though, if there's any positive, is that my friend T-Bird, who I talked about earlier, she ended up leaving school after her freshman year because she did flunk out because she was partying all the time with me or I was partying all the time with her I'm not sure but she ended up going off to uh, be a nanny for the Anheuser-Busch family but a year later she found out she had leukemia and by the time we graduated we were attending her funeral the mm. end of our senior oh, year gosh. so I don't feel bad about that year at all I had so yeah. much fun and gave her the time of her life we gave each other the time of her life I guess so my freshman year I also partied but I got a 3.8 so yes. <laughs> you, you were a manager for the basketball team right yeah i, I still am so they kind of keep tabs on you a little bit more right not us She's no players okay yeah. not me no i partied too much i honestly looking back i have no idea how i did that because it sounds disgusting to me right now <laughs> but i partied like every weekend um but i I was a nursing major, and I prayed every weekend, and I still got all A's. So, sorry, Mom, but wow. I guess I'm just better than you. Now my... F oh, <laughs> snap. Uh, let me point out that while I wasn't in class or partying, I was working, working four jobs when I was, yes. in, when sorry, I was in college sorry, sorry, to pay sorry. for college. So, Sarah, my first semester, I partied my nuts off, and I did get really good grades. It was the second semester where I was like, that was easy, and then I tried it again. Yeah, let me, <laughs> I didn't try it again. Let me back this up, though, and say... when I 
I finished and graduated, I had a 3.7. Okay. Well, are you guys just gonna? Are we just gonna do that? Or just gonna like flex our graduated muscles? Because Uh, I went. went Wait a second. No, because I I went from almost flunking out to a three point seven. But I think that that's okay to say. You know, like because there's, you know, I mean, I I feel that way too. And I'm not saying you feel this way, but you know, there's certain things. You all have kids. I don't have a kid. You know what I mean? So, but I think it's just what makes all of us unique is. You know, we all had different experiences in college, and that's what makes it unique. I, as well, took the SAT, just so you all know. In sixth grade, again, we did not, I know, I got a little button, and it says, I survived the SAT, and I'm not kidding. My mom, we just didn't know how to navigate any of this stuff, and it, only for math, not for anything else. It was just because of math that I was smart in, but, you know, again, she didn't, she still has my little my little documents. We didn't even know how to read the results. I mean, that tells you the... And I don't, I say ignorance and not in a bad way, but just the, just the The ignorance. Just a lack of exposure. Yes, because we don't, we didn't know anything. We all have these different experiences and it's like, what, what do you, you know, how do you do this? And we navigate through college and doing this stuff. Now I feel like I got stupider as I got older and that's no joke. I mean, I feel like, cause I mean, we did that, um, we did pre-algebra is what it called in seventh and eighth grade. And so we did that and then we just kept going on. But for me, math was easy, but nothing else was ever easy. I think my main motivation was my mother. That's a good motivation. No, not really in a good way. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in a bad way either, but like she just like drilled into us that like grades in school are important. And so that kind of made me feel like that was like part of my worth, which like... I talk about this in therapy. It's okay. But. It's good. (laughs) No, but that's good. But, like, it's a good thing, but also, like, there's more to your worth in this school. Sure. Right. Of course. But, like, she drilled into us, like, school and grades are important. So, while it didn't really reach my brother well, it reached me and my sister well. (laughs) So, we're, like, really, like, that's honestly my biggest, not my motivation, but, like, it keeps me on track. I'm, like, I don't want to, in a way, disappoint. Okay. So, like, my mom drilled into us that. Our, like, academics are, like, super important, and I think that's where, like, she came from growing up, that she made it that way for us and wanted it to be that way for us. So we all we're all went to college, or are all in college, um, and so it's part of, like, my motivation is, like, that I, I don't know, it's just, like, a part of my worth, a part of a thing that I value, I guess I could say. I think, do you feel like you value it now, though? I mean, do you feel like it, you yeah, value I think it, it? Yeah, like I want, I want to do well in school, and I want to be able to graduate and get a career that I enjoy and love. And I'm a little nervous about that, but I think definitely that it helped us, at least me and my sister, helped us like do well in school. Is that like it's part of the things that we value, and it's like part of our worth. And can I just piggyback on that? Is that you know I think. A difference, though, also among generations is when you went to college, you know, you're talking about, I want something that I'm going to love and that I'm going to do. And I think it has changed. You know, I always thought about how much money can I make? And I don't know if enjoying it was the focus. And I think that your generation now, that is the focus. Am I going to like what I'm doing? I was a nursing major and I feel like I would have been a great nurse, but I didn't want the high stress job for my entire life Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. great money. Yeah. But I chose zoology and wildlife biology because I love animals and I just wanted something that I was going to enjoy for the rest of my life and not 
be too stressful about it? When I was going to college, so when I was in high school, my fa- I took every art class ever. I genuinely don't know how I have a high school diploma because I don't, I'm not sure if I took any actual like real classes. But I had an art teacher that was like, you're great, you're amazing, let's send your portfolio in. Like, I think you should major in art. And I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to major in art or video editing. And my parents are amazing, wonderful, fabulous people. I grew up pretty poor. Um, and so they... I think thought they were doing what was best, but very much guided me away from those things. And my mom is a teacher and (laughs) that kind of sucks these days. And she would say, what are you going to do with an art degree? Be an art teacher. And so I floundered around. And so I majored in TCOM and I majored in art a semester and I majored in physical education and sex therapy. And I was in school for nursing and all these things I didn't want to do because what I wanted to do was be an art major. And my parents were doing absolutely the best thing they thought possible for me. But I think I don't have a degree to this day because I couldn't go to school for what I wanted to go to school for. I was supposed to think about money and career and all that stuff. And if you all know me, that's just not me. But I think that's a uh, as the result of your upbringing. So I was very poor and you know there were times my mom was working two jobs and we didn't know she didn't know where our next meal was going to come from so my motivation was completely to have a life and a family and never have them have to worry about those kind of things and Sarah have you ever worried about where your next meal is going to come from no so they've seen her our, her Sarah has seen her dad and I work our tails off and not be around as much as we'd like to be because of our focus on those things rather than you know the quality of life although we you have a Try. pretty good quality. You, you do. Good. And do you've done a great life. job of that. I mean, like, that just goes to show, like, when we go to college, it shows, you know, what our motivation was. Was it really just to do what we like doing? Was it to find something to make money that we are okay with doing or like doing still? But, you know, that's that. But I just want to tell you that you've done a good job raising your babies. Thank you. You have. So moving forward, though, like Stella wants to go to school. She would like to go to Butler or Boston University or I think Vanderbilt was the third one to be a dance major and eventually become a professional ballerina. And it's funny, interesting, I'm not sure the right word, but um, we are fully prepared to pay for her to go to some private school somewhere. I never had that option. So if I had grown up in a different environment with different parents and a different economical status... Me going to school to major in art probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal. So we very much encourage Stella, if you want to go major in ballet and you want to go be a professional ballerina and we have to pay your mortgage and your rent and, or that's the same thing. If we have to pay your rent (laughs) or your car payment, buy your groceries, whatever, that's fine. But that was not an option for me. So my parents are looking at it as a, we can't help you. So how can you help yourself? And majoring in art is not the right course of action. And what museum would you have been the curator of? Y'all see my paintings. I don't right. think I'm bad at it. I know. <laughs> You're great at it. She would have been very, very yeah. good at it. And Sarah can get us back on track. <laughs> okay. So on a completely different note than motivation, partying. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what? Susie's takes the cake in yeah. this one. What is like your best story or like what was partying like for you guys? Well, I don't have a great story, but I will say that when I was in high school, I had a very strict 11 p.m. curfew. My parents used to say, nothing good happens after 11 o'clock at night. Everything and- good happens after <laughs> 11 o'clock at That's night. That's what I Not learned. Not to parents. Yeah. Not as far as parents are concerned. So... 
that was another thing, like not studying in high school and then suddenly being in college, is I went from being under very strict rules to having no rules. And my first semester grades proved that I did not handle that very well. <laughs> I yeah. think that, um, like, for us... I was never a partier in high school, even though people thought I was. I never was. I was just too busy with sports and work. We got to college, and it was on, like, Donkey Kong. And the funny thing was, the business owners knew we were underage. And they were like, that's why we have underage drinking insurance. And they let us. And we didn't drive. We walked to bars. And I'm telling you what, though. We had a freaking ball. I mean, we just... Everything, I mean, we did it together and we were safe. We weren't, we didn't do, we weren't doing anything bad. Um, you know, we didn't hurt anybody. We just had fun and we partied a lot. It was the, it was the ultimate college experience. Mine was as well. Um, and I will tell you that back then it wasn't, the alcohol laws weren't like they were then, like they are now. I mean, if I just showed a little bit of, you know, my cleavage, I could get served anywhere. Yep, that is so, it is true. It really is true. So my roommate and I would go, when we were in the dorm, we would go show our cleavage. She didn't have any. I showed my cleavage. And uh, buy a six-pack to get us started. And then we'd get ready in our room, and we actually had getting ready music that we played. Oh, yeah, we had a good time. Uh, and then we went out, and we partied until, you know, we didn't go out until 11 o'clock. That was when we were leaving. That's when we were leaving the dorm to go out. And then we would party until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and we would come back and pass out and... That was Thursday night, and we do it again on Friday night, and we do it again on Saturday night. Like, the bars had foot-tall um, fences around them, so we'd get all messed up, and we would have a 21-year-old friend distract, and we'd step over the fence and go cut into the bars, and I had a buddy that lived on top of Kilroy's, if you know, Ooh. you know. So we would just, like, sneak downstairs, drink a lot, go upstairs, play video games, and order mother bears. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so so partying was a thing that, unfortunately, I very, very much was sidelined and fell a victim to. <laughs> Obvious that college experience has changed <laughs> over the generations. They have changed a lot. Do that again. It's obvious that the college experience has changed over the generations, but I think we would all agree that college was an amazing time in our lives. Agreed? Yeah. Yes. yes. I didn't finish, but I loved it. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us on this week's episode. Thank you for letting me join you. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast, and thank you for listening.